Hey everybody and welcome back to the Real Film Podcast Christmas Special. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, I'm your host Matt and I'm joined by Robin Gough to talk about some festive films. Hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Are we are we just not going to talk about the ho ho ho? I really, no. I really tried to contain. Like, do you know when you don't notice something at first, then you're like, wait, what? What was that? <laughs> what was that? You say ho ho ho? I did say ho ho ho. It's festive, isn't it? Festive, Christ- I suppose, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys all right? Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying this because we've just recorded another <laughs> podcast just before this, but yeah. and we've been playing Overwatch. For two yeah, hours. yeah. <laughs> lifting the the illusion, the, yeah, illusion, the illusion of production. That, yeah. You know, we're having a lovely little chat. But it's the first time we're speaking. Yeah. It's good to hear you're both great. Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Actually, no, sorry, to give it its official name, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Even though he didn't write or direct it, it's called Tim yeah. Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't really yeah. know why. It's based I, on a poem. I know why. I know why. He yeah. wrote, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He wrote a poem is, in the early 80s and then. Thing, yeah. And it's based on his artwork as well. It is, but I'm just like, there's no need, is there? There's no. I, I if you love it that much, Tim, do I hate, yourself. I hate, I hate when films put like a film by and it's like no like 2,000 people worked on that film like yeah that's the director but just mm. it's kind of disrespectful I find it really disrespectful to everyone else that's worked on that film when it's like someone's yeah. name like proper like this is another level that it is known as Tim Burton's that I'm just like oh, just well is it his choice that's what I'd like to know uh, is it I if it's it, if it's him think, that decided think, it then I'd I be like Tim oh, you narcissist I don't want my name on I don't want that that it wouldn't happen. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if he goes, take that off, then, you know, I think yeah, it doesn't happen. That's a, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if people would sort of just do, like whoever works and it was like, oh, it's your original vision. We want to we wanna do it for you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd like to hear the story behind that. You no, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like, oh, you're a narcissist for having it. But I feel like if I was ever in that position, I'd go, can we not like have Oh, I, I do, like, yeah. That that's personally, because I remember once like, I did a short film and someone put that on the poster of this short film, like, a Matthew J. Hall film, and I was like, "Yeah, can we take that off, please?" <laughs> I was like, "One, it's like a short film made for like one and a half grand, but also <laughs> like twenty, thirty people worked on this film. Let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not put that on there. Thank you very much." That was such a great Just humble weird. brag as well, because it was. I yeah, I know no. it was true. I, I I know it wasn't a deliberate humble brag, but it was no. a fucking stellar humble brag, it's, my dude. Like that's a really good humble brag. It's not. I. It, <laughs> I paid for it myself. It like, a, I think that's. It, it wasn't no, like I think that is thing. the definition of a humble brag. Like, but not the not the negative one that's come out recently. I think it was yeah. like, I'm, I'm I made this thing. I made this thing. I made this thing. Anyway, let's talk about the film. Um, if, if you, if you, I, rewind. <laughs> I hadn't seen this before yesterday. Um, had you seen it before, Rob? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is like one of Pat's, uh, my wife's favorite Christmas films. Oh, so talking about humble brags, got a wife, has he? <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I think I maybe only seen it twice before. I, I didn't realize how old it was actually until like Google it. I was like, yeah. this was made like before I was born. I was like, I didn't realize this was. Is it ninety two? Ninety three. I've got it up here. Oh. I didn't. I didn't realize it was that like old. I like I obviously knew it wasn't like last year or something, but I didn't realize it was literally like nearly thirty years old. Mm. Um, but <sighs> don't uh, remind me. Ugh, oh god. <laughs> Uh, but Guff, you've have you seen this many times before? I know you have seen it. Yeah, before, this but... probably this probably was my emo awakening, really, in the grand scheme of things. If, if I was to think far back enough, now nah, I, I know it was a lot of people's emo awakening. It probably wasn't mine. Um, but I do. I've I've always liked. This I was film. already deep emo by that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was already deep emo, demo. Um, no, I was. Um, 
yeah, no, I, I, I've always really liked this film. I've not, but that being said, I've not watched it. I've not watched it for years, but I watched it last year for the first time in a while. Um, yeah, I really like it. I think it's, um, it's really interesting. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like, especially if you appreciate for what it was, because I think we might go further into it, but I think it's been that sort of thing has been done a lot now. Yeah, like sort of gothic fairy tale type stuff, especially very Burton esque. Um, but I think it sort of set the trend a little bit. Oh yeah, it's definitely one of those films so. you can see that so many people have taken influence from it, like mm. further down the line in like so many different mediums and stuff like that. It's quite short as well, isn't it? it I is. never realised it's, it's only so... about an hour and nine minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah, seventy six minutes it is so. Yeah. yeah, an hour and sixteen minutes. So yeah, it's really really short, which I like. I appreciate. That. I, mm. I like I could have actually done with this being like near an hour and 30 I think but yeah um it is like kind of I, I don't know is it a kid's film it's like a PG but and it feels it like kiddie yeah. in a lot of ways but I know when it first came out it was people were kind of like oh it's too dark and like scary for <clears> kids because like some of the monsters and stuff that live in Halloween town are pretty creepy looking like it's not even just mm. a kind of which I, I appreciate it's not a, just a kind of Ooh, make them look scarier, but kind of look, make them look aesthetically nice at the same yeah. time. It's just kind of like, no, just do something like that looks really like horrifying and horrible, and yeah. like that's um, that's cool. Um, but yeah, let's give it a bit of an overview because I'm presuming um, people know what this is if they listen to this podcast. But if you don't, or if you've not watched it in a while, uh, so it's stop motion animation, which I absolutely love. Like stop motion, I think it's like such a interesting style of animation that just doesn't get used much nowadays because of like how time consuming it is and how expensive mm. it is but i always really love it when like i see it like um um what was the one that came out kubo kubo was it kubo. The two string kubo and two strings oh. like that was like so good i absolutely loved that yeah. um so i was like dead ex- i don't know why i've not i've had this on dvd it's one of those films i've had on dvd for years that i've just not ever got around to watching because i feel like oh, i've got to watch it at christmas and then like last few years I've worked like so much up to Christmas I've not really watched anything and then I'm like oh Christmas is gone now I'm not I can't put it on now so well, well that's the debate is it a Halloween film or is it a Christmas film well, no one that, no it, one ever really decides no, I don't no, think there's a no, specific it's a lovely in between kind of thing isn't it like, mm. I suppose you can lead up you watch it you watch it November 14th or yeah. whatever bang between those two dates yeah, exactly in the middle um, but anyway yeah it's set in Halloween town <laughs> like each kind of holiday has its own like town so there's like looks like there's like a Valentine's Day town a there's even like a St. Paddy's Day town, I think. There's like a shamrock thing on the, on the, on the trees. Everyone, big piss up. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's like an Easter one and obviously like the Christmas town one. Um, and it kind of follows like Jack going on this... Like, I, I really love the story of this. Like, I don't, Because I, I didn't really know what the story was particularly going into it. Um, obviously, I knew that it was set in like Halloween town and it was this kind of mixture of like horror and gothic stuff and like christmas stuff as well um but i kind of didn't realize it was this thing of him going into christmas town like discovering christmas and like almost falling in love with christmas in a way and getting this like weird like the revitalized life of giving him purpose again but just kind of him completely getting it wrong <laughs> which i kind of really really I, I think it's just i think it's very unique which i kind of really really like i think there's a lot um it's like a nice, just something completely different to what you like. Not many people would think to ever do this for a Christmas film. Like mm. that's what we're going to call it. Um, I just think like the idea that there are these little worlds and they all live in their own towns, which are 
where they run the holiday and then but they can go into like obviously they don't really go into each other's ones because otherwise they would all understand all of them but he just kind of stumbles upon it and then mm. just weirdly falls in love with christmas i would I say know. it's very west centric though isn't it there's no Eid, diwali no no yeah i mean Hanukkah. there are come on tim burton mate. there are well with the boogie boogie man there's a lot of racist um, yeah, things with that. Apparently, the writer did beg Tim Burton to change the name of the Oogie Boogie Man, but he refused. Apparently, um, really. But I don't know if that was a controversy at the time because it's not in like a section on the Wikipedia page. But I re- read recently an article with the writer saying she absolutely like begged him to change the name of it um, because it's not what he like. He wasn't like, you know. I don't think it's one of those things where people look at it and go, "Oh, there are racist undertones there." Mm. But it's kind of like that is used as a racist like term and oh is it like I've, n- yeah. I've never heard yeah that. i didn't really know the significance of it i'm probably doing a bad job of explaining it but there are like um racial undertones with that phrase oh, aimed at okay. um like scary black people sort of thing historically um so apparently yeah she begged and i think it is voiced by a black person as well mm. um if i'm correct i'll check yeah it is um but yeah, that's not too cool, though. No, that's not cool. Um, not but great, I don't, I don't think like I, I don't think it's like the crows in um, what are the, in Dumbo is in it? Dumbo, yeah, which is at, like very much a or the Aristocats uh, with the Siamese cats. Yeah, and... I don't think it's quite like that. I think it's just an unfortunate name that they should have changed. I mean, I could be wrong. I've said so not. Really I mean, I suppose it, they probably should have changed it. But yeah, because um... obviously, I think it's its intention is boogeyman isn't it like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the intention is obviously a reference to the boogeyman and like the creature that you know lives under your bed and that sort of thing but yeah i suppose through that context like i mean yeah i would have never i've never heard that term before so i would never have made that connection but yeah as soon as you know it you can sort of you can see why and like i think i think nowadays people would obviously be a bit more sensitive like to to that feels like a bit unfortunate that tim burton almost it, like because that's clearly going like well my intention is boogeyman and i want to keep it that way regardless of the racial undertones it's like you should probably you should probably think about the racial undertones yeah, more yeah. than than being precious about the name of a character like yeah, i don't really think it would happen today yeah thankfully it wouldn't happen today um no i'm just reading here though but apparently the guy the um ken page who played him who was who was a singer had no problem with the name of it apparently mm. Um, yeah, what? Know. No, to know. Yeah, uh, what do you think of it, Rob? You've been... uh, yeah, I like it. I'm not. I'm not really a big Tim Burton fan, to be honest. Mm. I find him a bit like, look how quirky I am. Yeah, um, can I guess much be this like is that, a bit yeah. pre that, so I I kind of do pre it to most of his stuff. I think he's a yeah, like you. I think I quite like how unique the story is. It's not. I, it's not like a traditional Christmas story, uh, which I like. I like a lot of the characters. Um, I can't say I love it. But you know, it's a, yeah, uh, yeah, I, it's good. I, I would say I think I enjoy the premise more than the actual final film itself. Not that I didn't enjoy it; I did mm. enjoy it. Um, but I, I don't know if it is the age of it, kind of thing, and kind of the length of it and stuff like that. I'd kind of love to see someone do this today and kind of mm. bring a little more to it. But then, I suppose you make it more complicated, maybe you ruin it, sort of thing. Like I, I'm not, I'm not mm. sat here going, I was disappointed with it; I didn't enjoy it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like I feel like they could have done more, but then I don't know what that more is. I know that's not very yeah. useful, but you know you just get like a feeling. And you kind of like I wonder what more the 
could have actually done with it. And mm. I think I enjoyed the start a lot more than I didn't particularly like when you start seeing the like real world in it. I don't know if it's just because I didn't like the way the kids and the adults and stuff were like <laughs> animated. I think they just like yeah. don't look great, um, considering you know all the Halloweeny kind of elements just look. And I hate how San- uh, like Santa looked as well. He, I, I really don't like how he's designed in this film. But really, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It just it, like. I, I don't know. It, I think some of it's designed incredibly well, like all the Halloween stuff is, and I didn't particularly feel um, anything for the other design of the more like real world stuff and the modern um, and the the Christmassy stuff. Um, what would you have preferred? I would have actually pre- preferred them to have been more abstract when he went into the real world and oh, really? not really see because there's a bit where the, the policeman's getting loads of phone calls. But you can't really see the policeman's face because he's covered by like a police sign, and I'm like, mm. I would have much preferred them kind of do that. That you kind of get hints of people being That'd around, be cool, yeah. but we never you see like silhouettes s- at times. Yeah, don't you, it's like windows seeing silhouettes and... and stuff rather than actually seeing them. I think it would have been a bit more interesting. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. But um, yeah, that said, I don't know 100 percent what more I would kind <laughs> of want from it. I did, but I, I know that I love the premise. Like as soon as it started, I was like, and you know, he's kind mm. of feeling quite unfulfilled by Halloween now because he's spent so long doing Halloween and stuff and he discovers Christmas and he's like yeah this is cool I want to do this sort of thing and like that weird thing as well that he almost feels like he's giving Santa Claus like a night off and he's like no worries pal I've got this and it's like you've actually kidnapped him and you're (laughs) terrorising everybody but I I, I did like that element (laughs) that's Halloween time yeah exactly (laughs) I liked the idea that he felt like he was doing a good thing like it was never a grinch kind of thing of going i'm gonna ruin yeah. christmas ha 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 i love this thing if he was just a really enthusiastic and he'd fallen in love with christmas and was like i just want to make christmas like i i want to spread that joy rather than being like scaring people and all that all the time but you know kind of in the end being like well you kind of can't not scare people in mm. a way sort of thing with his um with the way he is but it's weird because I'm yeah. kind of talking about it and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, I really enjoy it. But like, I don't know if it, the kind of premise and what it went for fully came through. I don't know what, I, like, do you know what I mean? I, I feel like I didn't Maybe have any mean... of these strong feelings to it as I was kind of watching it. But then when I think about it, I'm like, I like that element. I like that element. I like that element. But it kind of didn't all come through when i was watching it which is bizarre i don't really know maybe it's why. one of those that you'll appreciate on a rewatch yeah like maybe, a yeah. bit more because like maybe it's that thing of expectation um i personally love this film like I, I i remember watching it when i was young a few times i think my sister quite likes it as well so like um i mean i think we've always quite as like a family we used to watch like not necessarily all tim burton's films but i think i've always like quite liked like i watched sleepy hollow recently like i think that's a really good sort of dark gothic sort of fantasy film and um again like i must admit i'm a little bit tired of tim burton's more recent stuff like yeah. again i think it's maybe a bit too i think um yeah i think before it became caricatured like a, and, a gimmick for him yeah it was genuinely good and now it's like oh i've got to be tim burton i've got to be wacky and weird yeah exactly like i think i think that's it and uh, I, but I really, I really like this, and like I, I sort of forgot that it was. I mean, I didn't actually realize it was based on a poem Tim Burton wrote until recently. But like thinking, it makes a lot more sense actually. But like, I, I really like the runtime and everything, and like maybe that's again. I, I sort of, I suppose you could almost say I watched it for the first time last year because it was so long ago. Yeah, that, yeah. that gap between mm. it. 
so watching it as an adult was was a far different experience but i really liked i liked yeah i liked the sort of runtime i i think it does everything really well i don't think it needs any more um i think i want more like i like that world i love that aesthetic and i think there's a desire to see it but i yeah i don't think it needs more because i like the story with like sally i like like the love story i like the fact that i think like her and obviously like it's a bit romeo and juliet where it's like you know you've got the and i mean juliet with a y not yeah i I know her name isn't juliet romeo (laughs) and juliet yes i realize how that sounds um romero and juliet i think it's called um no yeah um it, it, that whole sort of star-crossed lover aspect and, you know, the dad being like, you know, you can't leave the tower almost. And um, also, I think it's quite an interesting look on, like, writer's block or, like, artist sort of lack of creativity and, like, like stuck in a rut. Yeah. Like, you know, and I wonder if that's something he wrote about, like, deliberately. Like, I wonder if that's, like, a deliberate thing, obviously, as an artist himself. Because, like, the art style is based on on his and yeah, yeah. I actually I actually researched it a bit for like a project at college because um, I never knew he was an artist um, and then I looked at his artwork and it's all very similar you can imagine but it's really cool like he does some interesting artwork but it is um it is like really interesting to sort of think about is like is that his sort of almost outlet for maybe creative um sort of ruts yeah. like trying to find something new and like the idea that Jack Skellington is essentially you know this you know, he's essentially a, you know, what a, a party planner. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in enter- He's in um. He's in events management. He's, he's essentially. Great Gatsby. Just... <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the Michael Shannon. You could say of a. Yeah. <laughs> I'm go watch the previous episode. Go listen to the previous episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, no, he's um. I I really like that sort of idea that like he just finds something new and exciting that no one else really understands. Like no one else gets it. But it's like he he just falls in love with this thing and. Yeah, I don't think he necessarily needs any more. I, I personally really like the art style throughout. Like, I think, again, like I, I, I do actually remember when, yeah, when you see sort of more hints of the human people, I'm like, that looks better than actually introducing them. And I think that would have been more clever. I think yeah. that would have been more interesting. And it, again, separates you from that world a little. I don't mind seeing Santa, but oh, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah seeing Santa's all those fine. people, I think it gives you that nice separation between um, like the monsters of Halloween Town uh the ethereal creatures like jack skellington and you know santa and then humans like there's yeah. a nice separation there but so i can i can understand where you're coming from with that um but i really do like um where that goes but i think i definitely love the style more than the story um but i love the music i absolutely love yeah, the music and i know, like music, yeah. i know this like is, obviously yeah, this, all danny elfman in it um yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. he also and voices that's what I mean, uh, like, the singing doesn't he yeah, yeah, he sings um, uh, Jack, yeah. Voices of singing what... was a weird way of saying yeah, it. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, he, it's like he, he, barely, he barely does the singing. <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah, like, he rarely sings on stuff. Um, but it's it's, it's cool to... It was cool to see, um, anyway, like... Because uh, obviously he mostly does scores. It was cool to sort of see Danny Elfman's take. I mean, I say that, but I think that's in retrospect because obviously this is one of the earliest things he did. One of the earlier things he did. Um, well, now there's loads of scores by Danny Elfman that we've that we've heard over the years. Yeah. But it was almost nice to go like, oh yeah, he he did a musical, like he wrote a musical essentially, and it's, I think it's really cool. I I love the music in it. Like 
I I find myself singing some of them every now and again. Like if I if I have to ask myself what is something, I will sing what's this for about half an hour afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I have to have to ask myself like, what's this, I go what's this? There's something in the air. What's... Like I, but again, I love I love all of it. Like it's it's classic Danny Elfman, Tim Burton, and yeah. again, I think this film probably almost solidified that because even though we had Batman '89, obviously in '89, um, before it, we um, we sort of saw that in a live action sense. But I think the fact that this is like it's full Burton, full full Danny Elfman, it's like yeah. Danny Elfman going, "I'm not writing a score. I'm writing an entire piece of music. I'm writing like you know lyrics and and all sorts." And like obviously Tim Burton going this is hand-drawn this is this is well not hand-drawn but you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. this is this is animated in a way that i make no compromise this is all this is all sort of i know obviously we said other people worked on it but it's this close to where i imagine his vision and feels like it's directly pulled out of his brain especially when you look at a lot of the artwork that he does it, it it's directly pulled from that so i feel like it's almost quintessential tim burton yeah um feels even like though that, obviously yeah. he's even though Can obviously I... he's done more uh, live action can I talk about Tim Burton's misunderstanding of science and how science works? <laughs> um, please, please, Doc. Yeah. There's a bit in it. So when Jack Skellington gets his, uh, you know, science theory book out, and he's doing all his experiments, and he's like, and there's a bit where it's like, a reaction, but what does it mean? It's like, you should know what the outcome of your experiment means, mate. You start an experiment with a hypothesis, you ask a question, you don't randomly do shit, because then you don't know what happens at the end. Why is, is, this an actual, is this an actual criticism or a skit? I was, <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, this, this is a... a... Can we stop? Can we cut the record in a second? Are you doing a bit here? Is this, is this real? I don't know if he's serious. I can't oh. tell by his face whether he's serious or not. <laughs> I'm deadly serious, he's mate. He's serious. Why is he not um, doing tests? Why is he not forming hypotheses? Testing those hypotheses, and then he'd know what the outcome of his test meant. Instead I of just doing you, random things. I think things, you're an immortal being... Who probably <laughs> probably has stopped caring about things like he's like I'm just gonna. But it I'm takes him like a year, this. mate. It takes him a year to like get to the point, and he's still not figured anything. He could have done it in a week if he'd got a hypothesis at the start and tested that. <laughs> he sat down and planned it. Yeah, it's just not saying. exciting though. Is it's not it? how maybe, maybe, maybe he's, he's a he's for anyone a out there. Not a, not a sitter. We don't just throw random stuff together, see what happens, and then try and figure out what happens. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a bad depiction of like other scientists. It's like please, please can people. But you know what? I don't think I must admit I don't think I've ever heard anyone just being just going like, "Why is this COVID vaccine taking so long?" Jack Skellington could have got it done in no time. I don't think. No, the opposite. Jack Skellington would have taken him. He would never done it because he's got no hypothesis. He would never have done test tubes. I don't know what it means. I don't think everyone. I'm you don't know what it means, mate. You didn't have a question. Christmas was, what is Christmas? But I don't know how. Just, why just, he's figuring it out by putting stuff in test tubes. But I'm sick of scientists being uh, poorly depicted in the media. To be honest, does my head in. Either what the bad the guys. Oh, look at these scientists again. Out. What about him? Oh, he, look at these dodgy scientists doing stuff, <laughs> doing experiments well. again. No, yeah. this is it. Holding Calling women hostage. Right now. That's what scientists do. Hold women hostage and don't know what they put random stuff in test tubes. Um, I, love that that's, I love this this is the hill yeah rob dies on yeah. like of all of all the mad scientists in media yeah i'm Jack fucking Skellington. sick of nightmare before christmas how dare you you bring us a bad name burton i'm gonna be a burton um speaking of um sally we've not really spoken much about her i like absolutely love her design and like how mm. like 
I think with stuff like this, like animation, I think a lot of animation nowadays is very generic and just kind of, yeah, the art style can look nice, but they don't do anything like interesting or exciting with the style of the animation and what they can actually, like an example is like um, Into the Spider-Verse had a great like style mm. and did a lot of really cool stuff like the style kind of informing the story and being more than just a medium to show the film it you know it, it, like evokes so much tone and storytelling and like really really cool and i think um with stuff like this like just little clever little things that they're able to do with like the design of things like um sally like taking her arms off and stuff and using them for mm. like other things and like taking her legs off and all I just, I just find stuff like that like really just like quirky and quite satisfying um mm. to see and like the way she just like when she escapes like yeah she all falls apart but then she starts sewing herself back together again and it is kind mm. of because it's stop motion kind of almost breaking a bit of a fourth wall kind of thing of being like yeah. oh, putting the putting the little toy back together sort of thing but i just really enjoy little stuff like this that like that and i think this film had like a lot of really nice just understated little animation bits and pieces that are just kind of there to kind of make the world feel a bit more like um like lived in and it's got its own kind Mm -hmm. of thing going on rather than just being like oh yeah it's just this creepy town sort of thing it feels a bit like a collage at times as well which i think is really nice because like you know not only like you say you get these like but I'm, I'm right am i right in saying it's like bits where ghosts appear but they're like they look like cell animation drawn yeah, ghosts. yeah like they, they look like traditionally the, drawn yeah the start um, yeah, which is cool yeah like i like stuff like that where it's like a nice mix it's like they haven't it's sort of almost it's weird to say it makes them look more ghostly because yeah. you know like because in a world where everything's sort of i suppose it's still 3d because obviously it's you know it's all modeled but it's it, it you know you want something to separate that and i think the ghosts being sort of cartoony in a more traditional sense like works really well but i sorry talking about the design of like characters i love zero man zero the dog is such a pleasing thing to look at like the idea of like it because it's like that traditional traditional thing of like um a ghost uh sort of with some cloth (laughs) yeah i mean like like putting like a, a as a ghost costume you just put a bit of like cloth over you so you see like the wispy almost like edges of the mattress like where his legs would be but obviously it's the shape of a dog and obviously he acts as like rudolph because of his red nose um i love that like i, I just think that's a really nice bit oh, of, yeah, um... is, yeah is there a documentary on this because i'm just wondering if like i'd love to see how this was made i'd love to see behind the scenes and how this made i might look it up i couldn't tell you um I could yeah not i am um... yeah I, I i agree with you there i think the design of this is stunning yeah, I'd, I'd like. I'd really like to watch it again. Like, I'm going to watch it again at some point. And as you say, I think maybe not like a oh, I'm expecting it. I was expecting anything else. Like, just you know, sometimes it's a mood thing, isn't it? Like, because I'm kind of here mm. thinking about it. And I'm like, I like that. I like that. I like that. There's kind of yeah, I didn't really like the real life bits, but apart from that, I'm kind of like, but it didn't like wow me. So sometimes you like rewatch stuff when you've been in that. Not that I was in like a mood when I watched it, but you just go, oh, actually, yeah, I. I really enjoyed that on like a second viewing uh, more than I did mm. the first time. So it's definitely one I'm going like, to go back to and watch again. I think mm. it's, I, I can imagine one's film as well. Like if I saw it on TV, like around Christmas, I'd be like, oh yeah, stick that on. Cause it's just like a nice thing to kind of have on in the background, like good songs, like mm. really nice looking like animation and stuff like that. Um, I think it feels Christmassy as well. Cause like even yeah. 
not just the Christmas setting, but like Halloween Town being like sort of this dark. I know it's obviously very Halloweeny, but it feels wintry because yeah. it is like nighttime and stuff, and like you have this sort of um, pianoy music and and things like that. It feels like and like the sort of soft keys of like a piano, a lot, like sort of chiming a lot. Because there's a lot of that, it feels like reminiscent of sort of instruments that are found in like music, yeah, like yeah. Christmas songs. So I think like. I, I, I sort of joked at the start, but I do think this is a Christmas film. Like, I, I think it's a Christmas film over yeah. a Halloween film because it is about Christmas. It is about yeah. someone finding the joy of Christmas and it's predominantly, you know, aimed at a Christmas setting. But I yeah. think, again, all those elements, like you have this music that sounds um, quite almost like fantasy-like and almost sort of ethereal and yeah like sort of soft keys and things like that. like normally when you think of like halloween or halloween films you might think of like horror films and you might think of like you know sort of sharp um sort of like violin or strings and stuff like that stuff that you find typically in that but i think the fact that the music is the way that it is and it's like this dark fantasy i think because even again like watching sleepy hollow another film that I'm, i mean it wouldn't surprise me if it was danny elfman with it being a tim burton film but that's like a dark fantasy that's the the music on that is quite similar but it feels like again a dark fantasy not a christmasy film well i yeah, think yeah. the music in this is very much made in a particular way to set a mood throughout um yeah it's strange because yeah. like tim burton even though he's like oh i'm dark and i'm mysterious it's like dude loves christmas don't he, he, he <laughs> goths love christmas yeah, too <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean he's kind of like oh yeah i'm a goth but oh christmas and snow and presents <laughs> and stuff like which i kind of appreciate and like, I think, yeah, one of my favourite things about this film is that it is a Christmas film, but it's just done in, like, a very different way. It's not, it's not like a, mm. you know, just, oh, happy families at Christmas sort of thing. And, mm. but the, yeah, a bit of conflict, but we all know it's going to be happily ever after in the end. I just really appreciate that this is, like, something different, but it, but it mm. has those Christmassy elements and it feels like... You know, it has like a nice ending, and it's nicely wrapped mm. up and finished by the end and stuff. I really appreciate that. Can we uh, kind of take a moment just to appreciate how fucking annoying those kids are? Oh god, yeah. The three, the three, like the three kids. I fucking hate them so. I forget what the names are, but they're so annoying. But I love how they sort of look like the masks. Yeah. Like when the masks yeah. come off and they still sort of look like that. I quite, I rate that. Like, I why are you taking the masks funny. off? There's no point. You look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like I think that's my only sort of critique when I when I rewatched it as an adult is that like I know we were sort of talking about the controversy a little bit of like Ucky Buggy, but I think as a villain he's quite interesting and like you don't see him very much because obviously it is the short run time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm I'm a fan of the Kingdom Hearts series of games, uh, and in Kingdom Hearts two yeah, there's a whole world. Yeah, I was gonna say he's in it, isn't he? Yeah, and he's like the main protagonist, so it's like that's quite nice because it's like oh he's, he's actually like quite a foreboding villain when you give him some time and like give him a bit, bit more of a villainous arc so part of me was like i can i suppose like in your vein mark it's like i kind of want to see more of this world a little bit because i do yeah. almost would like to see a less a more fleshed out maybe action-based one because i think there's like not that it gives away that but i think the aesthetic lends itself well to like action yeah. stuff a little bit but um yeah, I, I think this is a charming little, and like you said, quite unique, quite unique film. I think it's no one seems to have done anything like it. Like the thing, yeah. like the style's been done a bit like, but you know, you see carbon copies of films a lot, and I don't feel like anyone's ever. I can't yeah. think of anything I think, that I, yeah. I, I think. Oh, that's just the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's like so unique. If you try to rip it off, you just have to rip the whole thing off. Really. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. 
because I love the premise and I was like, oh, I feel like you could do loads of this premise, but then it's like, I bet no one has because everyone would just go, you're just ripping off Nightmare Before Christmas, like blatantly yeah. ripping it off, so you can't really um, yeah. like do anything else with it, I suppose. Yeah. The closest thing to it is probably The Grinch. And again, yeah. that's still such a, like just in terms of like stylistically and like, because there's like use of like swirls and, and like shapes like yeah, that yeah. a lot, like that sort of motif. And that's probably the closest thing to it. But again, I don't think you'd ever compare those two films and say they're exactly the same film by no means. Do you know what I mean? No, like, yeah, yeah. It's still, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I love this film, personally. I'm going to rewatch it this year, actually. Here we you, go. You've sort of talked about it, it's made me want to watch it. You've inspired yourself. Um, yeah. Any more for any more, anybody? I've, I've said my film. I like this film. I will rewatch yeah. it at some point. And... It'll be, it's interesting the direction we're going in, considering the next film we'll end yeah. up talking about. Yeah, because I was just going to say, yeah, I like that this little series has become like three very different Christmas films, but also none of them traditional Christmas films. Um, mm. So, I like, should we say what we're going to do next episode? Gonna, should we tease that? Or? Can do. We're definitely doing it, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we'll tease it then. <laughs> um, I don't know, you can cut that out if you want, Rob, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, next episode we're going to be talking about Krampus, which I didn't realise it's got comedy elements, right? yeah so like i always just thought it's like a horror which again i think that's really cool like people going yeah it's a christmas film but horror and then i was like it's also a comedy <laughs> okay cool it's, yeah it's, it's definitely more of a horror but it's definitely because it's got like a comedy cast it's like adam oh what's his name sandler no uh from parks and rec oh um Oh, Adam Scott. A... Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Has he got yeah, Adam Scott like, in it? It's Lee's the lead, yeah. Oh, is oh, it? I'm really excited oh. now. I was going to say, really I'm looking for really really it. Now. <laughs> yeah, he's leading it. It's really good. I think it's... Is it Amy Hahn? Oh, no, I might be making it up. I can't remember. I can't remember if she's in it. Um, Catherine Hahn, sorry, not Amy Hahn. Um, is she in it? Yeah, I think... I think I'm going to double check. I'm going to look the cast oh, up real God. quick. It's a great cast. Um, I love Catherine Hahn. Let, let me find it real quick. Um... Uh, but yeah, we're going to be chatting about. Krampus. That's not even a fake keyboard noise, that everyone. That was that's a real. That's, that's, the, that, that's how fucking good my mic is. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Uh, it's not Catherine Hahn. Sorry, it's uh, Tony Collette. Oh, um, we've oh, got um, Tony Collette's so good. Uh, MJ Anthony, who's uh, what's he in? He's he's a young lad. He's a young actor, but he plays like the young lad in it. But yeah, Adam Scott's the main dad, I suppose you could say. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really good. I I really love it. Cool. Um, um, so yeah, that's next. Ne- oh, it's the lad from Chef. It's the boy from Chef. He's in it. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm back on. I'm back. Yeah, oh, I'm back on board. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, we're going to be chatting about Krampus next episode. Um, I don't know if we do these weekly, but the next episode will be about Krampus. Uh, if you only caught this episode, oh, we did a previous one about um, the night before. Um, with Seth Rogen, uh, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so go and check that out as well. Uh, and look forward to our fourth episode, which is the night before the night before Krampus. Yeah, the night before Krampus, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, all our socials are linked below. Go and like us on all of them. Um, go and follow our YouTube. Got loads of videos coming up on there. And also go follow us on Twitch, because we've now got 100 followers on Twitch, but we don't want to stop there. <laughs> um, and we've got a big... 12 hour celebration stream on the 28th yeah 28th of yeah. December um, so that's going to be good fun on Twitch as well uh, but yeah thank you for watching watch it, listening thank you for listening everybody and we'll see you next time for a bit of Krampus bye bye